Hey everyone, on this episode of Evan Worldwide, we are heading on a journey to one of my favorite places on earth, the French Republic. Famed for their food, wine, history, monuments, and chic fashion, it is no wonder why France is considered one of the world's most popular tourist destinations. During the French Revolution, the French adopted three important words, liberté, égalité, et fraternité. These three words translate to freedom, equality, and fraternity. That remains as their national motto. France continues to stand as a beacon for freedom, democracy, and human rights. Today in this episode, we will meet one of my favorite French connections, Ambrine. I met Ambrine during Thymon, an international model United Nations conference, where we worked together on writing two resolutions for our committee. I was instantly drawn to her erudition, leadership, and ability to articulately express herself with confidence. Since Thymon, Ambrine has traveled off to college where she is studying political science and I know she will be successful in everything she does. During our interview, Ambrine details some societal conflicts occurring in France that are very similar to the same challenges occurring in the United States. Finally, Ambrine paints a picture of what life is like living in France, from French football rivalries to how to pick the best French restaurants, and we wrap up with Ambrine sharing some of her favorite home-cooked meals. What can I say? Interviewing Ambrine was a delight. I hope you enjoy it too. And that the solution is not just to shut down your ideas and stop talking about them, but thinking them deep down. The solution is actually understanding that what you're saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there was this other guy that said, okay, now that you tell me actually maybe what I'm saying is wrong and I have to like think about it. And then I was like, okay, he understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. So hi guys, my name is Ambrine. I'm 18 and I'm from the south of France and I'm currently like studying in Canada, in Montréal. Would you say that there's a lot of conflict in France? That's a broad question. There is. I mean, there just is. (laughs) There is a fracture in France, clearly between like two societies completely. And we could see this with, for example, the Gilets Jaunes conflict. Oh, yeah. Heard about it. Um, Also recently with the vaccine passports, same. And it's always kind of the same people that are against and the people that are for like the government. So I think there is a lot of like conflict between the people and the government and also a fracture between people themselves. And we've seen that more and more recently, which is sad. Yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting. You bring up the vaccine passports. Literally the day I came back to the U.S. from France. That was when like the passport, the vaccine passports went into play. Yeah, it was actually kind of unexpected, I think, for French people as well. Like, um, unless you follow news like pretty well and know about what's going to be like debated in mm. kind of arrived abruptly, which also is a reason why there was like so much conflict and opposition to that. We actually saw a protest in Bordeaux and oh, it was did? like, 
Yeah, right in front of our hotel. So like we saw a bunch of people. At first, I thought it was a pride parade. I don't know. There were like a couple rainbow flags and it was like during the summer anyway. So but so then I thought that but then I asked our taxi driver because we were getting back to our hotel. Hey, what was this? And he was talking about like the vaccine passport. And I was like, Oh, there was a moment. uh, When was that? It was in August, July. I was there in all of July. Yeah, July. So yeah, there was a moment in July where every weekend there was protest. Yeah, it was pretty big. What social issues are most prevalent in France? Like I'm talking racism, sexism, Mm. homophobia. I mean, recently racism has been a a really big problem in France. So basically, if you follow a bit like what's going on politically. We're having elections in 2022 and the extreme right is gaining a bit of um, of popularity, if I, can, if I can say. Um, so there's mainly Marine Le Pen and there's a new actor that is really like advanced right now, which is called Eric Zemmour. I mean, we're not gonna go into this, really like what's his ideology, but he does have a lot of arguments that are based on like his campaign is based a lot on exposing a lot of uh, people from the Middle East, because I don't know if you know this, but in France, we are very impacted from like flows of migrants because of all the conflicts going on in the Middle East. So it's a subject that people are really interested about in France. They like are waiting for solutions about this. And these people like Marine Le Pen and Eric Zemmour are giving a lot of extreme solutions, if I can say, to this. And so that is a issue that really is dividing French people right now. There was also like, you know, recently with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, it gained a lot of influence in France. There was a young boy called Adama Traoré who was killed by a policeman. Uh, This kind of like reflected what was going on in the US with like George Floyd and all that. Mm -hmm. And so there was a big movement. So yeah, racism is a big problem still in France. I mean, homophobia as well. We, we've we seen like people get beaten up because they were just um, bisexual or just homosexual. Or So it is a problem. What would you think about like sexism? Are, are women in France like seen as more equal or are you not sure? Sexism in France. I mean, on an institutional level, if I can say like there is more and more laws that are being passed to go towards a more like progressive state where women are more equal than men but in mentalities it's not really changing to be honest there is still like a big disparity on how like what is the role of the woman yeah i mean and that is also one of the things that eric zemmour talks about uh his views like on women are also a little interesting yeah interesting yeah (laughs) (laughs) disclaimer it's hard for me to say my arguments in english they're really better in in french no no they're actually really great i can't imagine interviewing you in french (laughs) i mean i have i i would have so much more stuff to say it's really hard in english but next question do you think that there's a shift in perspective in young people or do you think like people our age think that like oh yeah, we should be homophobic, we should be racist. Do you think that? No, no, there is for sure. Uh, like this new generation is incredible, I think. Like it's, we are so much more engaged. Like we are the future, I think. <laughs> like it's really interesting when, you know, this whole like a movement came from Greta Thunberg, like on, on the climate, it had like a huge repercussion. I mean, <laughs> a repercussion. Repercussion, thank you. Uh, in France, there were thousands of people walk, like young people walking in the streets. There's on like a lot of subjects. On Uyghurs last weekend, there was a march in Paris. Everyone was like, it was just like young people. Young people are really like engaged, I think, in France. 
That's that so happening. great. That's really cool. Even if a lot of young people are engaged, of course, there still is people that are very like influenced by their parents who will have maybe a bit more past views about stuff. And also for like their socialization or I don't know if we look at like men, how they're socialized, they will for sure maybe like reproduce some stereotypes. There, There is a lot of engagement though. That's That's great to hear. The next question is, do you keep up with politics and government in France? I, I mean, I do. I am like a major in poli-sci, so I try to, to, well, voilà. <laughs> to keep up with like what's happening in France. I love to read Le Monde, uh, which mm-hmm. is like, the big thing in yeah. paper in France. I also read Courrier International. It's a French newspaper, but it's really interesting because it gives uh, perspectives from all over the world so it oh yeah take- makes sense of the name international so like exactly so it will take newspaper articles from like everywhere literally like egypt canada the uk and it will like traduct it in france and like give different perspectives on a subject so it's really interesting that's um, amazing so yeah i do i do follow politics even though there's a lot of stuff happening how do you get your information when like you learn about things in france or was it, would you talk with your parents would they like send you anything would you see it like out in the streets or like from social media so when i was in france i think yeah there's like a multiple factors there's talking with your parents at the dinner table they might tell you about something you didn't know about but during the day like also maybe some professor will talk about some issue or something that you didn't hear about talking with your friends And yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on on social media also. And I particularly like follow a lot of political or just, I follow a French guy called Hugo Decrypt. He's really popular in France and he basically like gives like the main infos of the day. And so that's really interesting. So yeah, there's a lot of factors. There's newspapers, talking with people, but also social media. There's a lot of information. So you have to like select the good ones also. Right, right. To make sure like you're getting the right things. But that was going to be like another question Mm -hmm. that I was going to add on. Is there like any censorship, would you say, in France? Like, are there anything that the government doesn't show you that doesn't add up? I mean, I know that we are really badly like classified in the, um, there's an international organization called uh, Reporteurs Sans Frontières, which every year does like a classification of newspaper transparency or like press transparency. And I think we are pretty low in France. However, I don't particularly see like any censorship, but there is for sure like a big state lobby going on in the newspapers. So there may be some things that are like taken away from yeah newspapers for sure. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I can't like say for sure. <laughs> I don't wanna No no no, that's fine. Yeah. Fake news, but there might be a state lobby in the in the newspapers. I mean, yeah, we we don't know and that could, yeah. honestly, it could be like for every country. Yeah, but it, like to answer these questions, you should really go see the Reporters Sans Frontières uh, document because they like base it on several on several characteristics. So is that document like, like does it have anything that's like biased, would you say? Ooh, I mean, every document does for sure. That's true. It, it does 
for sure. But and no, it's really trying to be factual. I think it bases a lot of its stuff on data. So it's 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 hard to have a bias when it's really factual. But of course, there will always be like a human input in that. So mm-hmm. okay. So this next question: Do you have any friends from different countries, or like have you met a lot of people from different countries? I personally did because I was in an international school. So there was people from all around the world. There was a lot of like French people, but they had usually an international background, like parents that came from everywhere around the world. But I wouldn't like if you asked this question to someone from a French lycée, like a French mm-hmm. uh, high school. I'm not sure the response will be yes though, because French lycées they are like between French people. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's my situation is kind of particular. Just participating in Thymune makes you respond yes to this question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, hold on. This is very random, but like a French lycée compared to like an your school, an international school, do you guys still have to do baccalauréat? Yeah, so we basically do a baccalauréat. Condolences. We do a baccalauréat plus we do like I did like the OAB. It's like impossible. Kind of- <laughs> yeah, it is impossible. It is honestly impossible, like intense. That's scary. But yeah. hey, you got through it. I did. Yay. And now I'm in college. This next question, from like the people you've met from like different parts of the world, do you see like more similarities or differences between you guys? It depends like what people you are meeting, like from where they come. I mean, I have, I, I think I have a lot of similarities from people from the European Union because of course we are influenced kind of by the same things. And we work like kind of as a as, <laughs> as well like as a union as a union exactly. So we have a lot of similarities. But then like when I meet people, I don't know. This question is kind of hard. Um, well, like if you if you meet people from like let's say your Senegal or like from Chile, yeah. like ideologically, like do, have you seen that you guys think similarly or like you guys have similar perspective? I mean, it really depends because you can be talking to someone from the Senegal that is liberal and then yes i will think that we have the same ideology but then if i'm talking to um, to someone that is like really conservative i will think we don't yeah yeah that's so, fair but no i think yeah yeah or like culturally like i mean i don't want to diss france or anything because i love france but you guys kind of colonized almost the entire world so we like did. there there is a lot of an influence in different countries so yeah. like have you ever seen any cultural similarities between like you and then maybe someone from Rwanda or something or like a country where or Liban or like Le- Lebanon? Yeah, I mean, I've never went to Rwanda and Lebanon, so French colonies. But um, I mean, I, I'm sure there is like, honestly, just to think that we're speaking the same language is um, it's kind of crazy. Even for countries like I'm maybe Morocco or Senegal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we do have certainly like some similarities but I, I can just give you like an example of like Fran- France and Canada like oh um, yeah 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 that works I mean there is a lot of uh Quebec is like a French region as we know France colonized Quebec so and there's like so much influence like even the other day I was in my uber and the guy was listening to french rap and i was just like oh you guys listen to that here and he was like of course and they do so much like similar stuff and also about the language here in montreal and quebec they are so much like more picky about the language like they use words the french words so much better than we do in france like (laughs) they're I don't know how to explain that, but you know, for sense, they say sous, which is the actual oh, yeah. word. 
Wait, but yeah, not but like not sans. No, they say the sous, which we said like in the old French, and you know, like it's funny they they have they like kept some words of like the the old French, whereas in oh, French we say, we we say centime, which is influenced mm -hmm. by the Americans. So they are actually more French than we are in France. <laughs> and the and and literally Quebec, like Canada, borders America. Like exactly. the US. Yeah, so that that's funny. That is funny. No, the French Canadian accent, I cannot understand. Like Yeah, I mean, they also kind of fucked up the language to be honest. No, no <laughs> disrespect. Like I left Quebecois, whatever, but they they did a mix of like French and English, I think, and like made it a phonetic language or something because sometimes it's hard for me to understand. Yeah, like très bien. Like, <laughs> that's just like that's just the accent they there's words actually that i i don't know where they come from like it's quebecois and yeah. it's great they did their own language but it's a it's a it's a mix i don't i don't know that is interesting when you think yeah. about it obviously you live in canada now but while you were in france do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict like any protests well that kind of come back to like the engagement of young people we do and we also like start a lot of new movements i mean only in my school i can see that people just started new clubs new like projects went to like classes to sensitize kids about like different issues and we see it on social media also yeah also. yeah like a lot of my friends just like repost stuff to inform people to educate people we sign a lot of petitions like and even in like class groups there's a lot of like petitions just that like go through and like we just sign them uh, online. I, I even like got school canceled once because we like all went to a protest. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. Like the power that like all of you like as students had like just went to a protest and like, okay, school, you know what? We're going to cancel. That is so <laughs> funny. Exactly. But that also just happened in my, in college, like my sociology teacher just canceled class because we all went to a climate march a week ago wow she that was is like, so she was like, interesting today today's class is the protest guys <laughs> yeah. that's amazing how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in france how? i mean this is a pretty big question but like yeah it's just your opinion how do you think people can advocate for peace in france i mean there is different levels but on the individual level, you can just like educate people on a daily basis. If you see someone is making comments like clearly homophobic mm -hmm. or racist or sexist or whatever, just like sit down with them and tell them about it and like educate them and at least try, you know. Uh, so on an individual level, for sure, you can try. And then, yeah, just participate in stuff you are convinced about. Go to march, go to protest, sign petitions. I don't know, start clubs. Just, like, spread it to everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are pretty great solutions and everything. When you were talking to your your friends, like, from high school, were they, do you think it was, like, a success? Do you think they really, like, took anything into consideration so see there was like there was two guys so there was two perspectives one of them okay then i won't talk about this anymore around them and i was like okay he is not a success because he did not understand that the solution is not just to shut down your ideas and stop talking about them but thinking them deep down 
the solution is actually understanding that what you're saying is wrong. Mm -hmm. And then there was this other guy that said, okay, now that you tell me actually maybe what I'm saying is wrong and I have to like think about it. And then I was like, okay, he understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he understood that, yeah, the, the solution was not just like not talking about it anymore, but thinking it, thinking about it when you're alone. Now here's like the food questions, food and culture questions. What are the most popular dishes in your country? Or like, is there a national Ooh. dish in France? I think there isn't like a national dish for France. It's more like dishes that are very specific to each regions. I guess like one of the very common and like uh, popular thing in France is the croissant. It's not really a dish though. <laughs> and the baguettes. Uh, so that would be more like Uh, national but then regional it's like different stuff yeah so for example in Marseille so it's a city in the south of France a very common dish is the bouillabaisse it's like a oh yeah a fish soup it's really good one of the really common uh, dishes where I come from so Nice is uh, la soca and it's like a sort of crepe made out of um, chickpea And it's, yeah, very common in Nice, in Menton, and also in Monaco. And we usually, like, uh, dip that into, like, olive oil or put salt and pepper on it. And it's really good. That sounds so good. Yeah. Why didn't I, I... Literally, like, the first time I ever went to France, I went to, like, La Côte d'Azur. And yeah. I was in Marseille. I was in Cannes. I was uh, in Monaco. And, like, I didn't try this. Oh, it's, like, the really typical thing in Nice, I swear. What did you have then? Like... Um, a bunch of crepe and then like oh, yeah, it was yeah. probably more like more americanized i guess yeah yeah because yeah, i was i was with a tour and like other pe and like other people so yeah. <laughs> they couldn't really yeah. have like the authentic really food. typical stuff Malheureusement, yeah okay too bad well when you come back to france we'll make you try the soccer yes <laughs> and next question now what is your favorite french dish from any region i don't know what from what region that is but my favorite like dish is magret canard so it's like um it's duck yeah it's kind canard. of like um caramelisé oh caramelized yeah caramelized yeah i mean you can just do it normal but i like it caramelized it's really good and so yeah it's just like duck it's duck breast I guess that's how you call it. Mm -hmm. And I usually like that with like mashed potatoes. Um, and you put like this, the sauce of the duck in the mashed potatoes. And it's, it's really, really good. I love <laughs> duck. Duck à l'orange. Like any duck dishes. Yeah, yeah. And wait, where is that from though? I think it's from, there's a place in France that is really well known for duck. What's the name of the dish? Magret de Canard. Okay, yeah. It's from like l'Alsace. Do you know where that is? It's definitely not by the coast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like l'Alsace is actually like a region that is um, from the frontier of like France, uh, France and um, Germany. Okay, and yeah. So that's where it comes from. So it's by Strasbourg or like, is that yeah. the region? Yeah, around there. Okay, okay, very nice. Do you have like a special dish or like family recipe that gives you like good memories? Ooh. Um, there's a couple, but like, I guess the typical bœuf bourguignon, which we would have like, Oh, good. When it started to get cold, my mom would like make a big bœuf bourguignon and we would eat like for a whole week and it was just like so good. And then there's also, it's more like a side dish, but I'm in love with le gratin dauphinois. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, how do you say that in English? Wait, gratin de quoi? 
dauphinois. It's like um, is it? It's a vegetable. Yeah, it's potato. Um, I think dauphinois refers like to a from the Dauphiné as well. from Dauphiné I, region. Exactly. So okay, it's from there. And so I remember my mom. So it's just potatoes. Um, it's like potatoes, bechamel. Oh yeah, bechamel. Yeah. But like the potatoes, the only vegetable. Yeah, it's only like potatoes, vegetables. Okay, okay. Um, so just gratin de pommes de terre, would you say? Exactly, but we just call it dauphinois because yeah, it's from like this region. Yeah, but it's basically potatoes. Um, it's kind of like a tiramisu, but with potatoes. Does that make sense? Like it's potatoes. Man, you and like everything that's just layered. Tiramisu and gratin yeah, yeah. dauphinois, like yeah, it's it's just layers. It's it's really good. Now, does your family do anything different to like any traditional dishes? Do you guys like have any twists on dishes? Like I don't know, bourguignon or anything? I'm sure we do, but I'm trying to think about it. I literally have to ask my mom, and she'll give you like a thousand stuff she does differently. But like, I don't know. I just I feel like my mom does kind of everything differently because she cooks how she feels it you know like she puts whatever she feels will go with it and just goes with the flow and um doesn't really follow recipes in, you know, really in their français. <laughs> yeah exactly so i guess everything is kind of different in my house from like the traditional recipes i've been to france twice but obviously i'm going back because i love it so much but what is one dish from france that if if somebody traveled there, like they can't miss. Or like if I traveled there, what is a dish I can't miss? A dish you can't miss. I guess if you think of France, you think of like the traditional escargot, but it's really particular. Like you have to like it. But yeah, I guess you have to, if you go to France, you have to try the escargot. Like it's just like, you know. My mom so did cool. not like it. <laughs> no. I mean, I have to tell you, honestly, I don't like escargot. Um, I love it. Really? My mom yeah. loves it, but it's very atypical. It's not common, especially if you're American and you're you're used to American food. It's really not yeah. common. You are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I agree. <laughs> Just to think that you're eating snails is kind of hard to, to accept. Hard to grasp, you know? yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's why my mom didn't really love it. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep just thinking about like, oh, I'm eating snails right now. So kind of affects the taste of it hey i thought it was delicious no but the great thing is like you could take some bread and dip it into the beurre or like um, yeah yeah the, that's the, the best is it is it is, it is. <laughs> that's what my mom does she'll switch out the snails for bread and then eat the bread <laughs> <laughs> exactly so there's something else like if you come to france you have to try the foie gras really oh my god yes i mean i feel kind of bad i try to really not eat foie gras as much as i can because well like, it, it ethically, does like affects the yeah it is piece. really bad but i mean <laughs> it is really good it, no it is so good but like i was talking with my french teacher at school and we had this whole conversation about like how the geese are like getting really badly treated because yeah. like you know the their livers just like immediately just expands yeah they literally like stuff them until it like expands yeah which is awful when you think of it it also kind of affects <laughs> you're eating but it is really good yeah the escargot oh wait how did i forget this you also have to try the moule frites moule frites oh oh yes how so good in english oh uh, like mussels and fries i don't exactly. know exactly moule frites absolutely there's like different variations of it but they're just all so good Mm -hmm. uh, and then of, and then this is just my personal opinion even though i'm not french but tartare de boeuf 
the best. Like I yeah, ate that every single day or like every single, every other day. It is good. I mean, personally, I don't really like it because I don't really like raw meat, but it is really good when it's really well seasoned. Mm-hmm. It's really good. What does food mean for French culture in your opinion? In my opinion, I think it's not as important as it was before. Like we've been influenced by like other cultures and now our food is really a mixture of a lot of stuff. It's influenced by Italy, it's influenced by America. And I think it's not as a big deal as before to like do traditional recipes. That's why it was hard for me to actually think of traditional recipes and like stuff to not miss because we, it's just like, there's so much variety right now in food. Like you'll go in Paris and it's probably harder to find a typical French restaurant than all the other stuff like ramen, pizza, sushis. Like we're just really, we have a lot of influence from everywhere. No, so that, that was honestly so true. Right? That, honestly, my mom and I are Italian, but like we did go to a lot of Italian restaurants in Paris. Exactly. It's, there's so many restaurants from everywhere around the world in Paris and just everywhere that I don't think it's as important as before to just have like a typical French meal. But there were, but the I will say that the, the French restaurants we did go to were incredible. Yeah, like, they are. They are. Yes. And, and I heard this from a different French person. Like if you go to a restaurant and they have pictures on the menu, then it's a bad place. Is it that is. true? It is, absolutely. And also, but I guess that you just know that uh, when there's a lot of stuff on the card, it's really a bad restaurant. <laughs> like, the more it's condensed, the better it is because it means that they put a lot of effort into one thing. Yeah, and they also usually, when there's not a lot of stuff, it means that they select. They do like a special card um, according to like the products of the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Seasonal and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that's two good advice. Is don't go where there's pictures and don't go where. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I mean, no, you can, like, it's going to be okay. But I mean, if you want to really do a good restaurant, it's not going to be one with pictures and a lot of stuff on the card. My last question about like the food, what dish or food makes you feel at home? Like you feel a sense of like home, like I'm in France. So like I'm with my family. Good question. Okay. I think it's, I don't have the name in English again. It's called épaule d'agneau. So it's basically... Oh, wait. Um, d'agneau is that... Um, lamb? That's yeah, lamb. lamb. And épaule is that part. The shoulder. <laughs> shoulder. Lamb shoulder. Yeah, that's a dish that I really like makes me feel at home. I don't know. My mom just does it really often. And it's kind of like the bœuf bourguignon. Are there a lot of dishes in France like with lamb? Or do you think that's like influenced by like other countries that eat Ooh. more lamb? I think, no, I think it is pretty French. I mean, in France, we eat a lot of meat. But the reason I asked that was because like a lot of immigrants from like the Middle East where mm. lamb is like everybody yeah. eats lamb. So like, right. I- yeah, yeah, yeah. From like the couscous, there's lamb in it. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it actually is pretty influenced by the Middle East. I didn't think about that. Yeah, a lot of dishes with lamb come from the Middle East, at least in the south of France. But like lamb shoulder, I don't think, I don't think that's a thing. All right, cool. So now I just have like three questions left for the whole thing. Let's say that somebody was going to France and they had no idea where to go. Where would you recommend them to go? Okay, fifth question. Okay, guys, come to the south east of France. It's the best place ever. Come to the French Riviera for sure. Is that a biased opinion? (laughs) No, not at all. For sure. It isn't. It isn't. To be honest, I went to a few places in France, not like a lot, but 
I've been, I mean, it's my country, so I went to a lot of places. And it's just like, I keep going back to my place and I'm just like, it is actually the best place because- No, it is so pretty. Honestly, everywhere in France. Is that in Le Provence? Like, no, it's like near Cannes, between like Cannes and Nice. There's a city called Antibes. Like I always put it on my Instagram story. I only went to Ez. I went to Ez, Les Beaux de Provence, uh, Marseille, Cannes, and then Monaco. But it's a really nice place. But there is a lot of nice place in France, to be honest. Yeah. But the Um, lavender fields in the Provence, so pretty. And also when you go in the other part of France, so the West, there's like... But that's where they say like chocolatine. Exactly. but there's fields of sunflowers and it's beautiful that's really cool actually yeah. oh yes yes that's true because in like Did you see yeah and well on the le TGV, like that we yeah. took on that train ride i saw some very beautiful fields of sunflowers, sunflowers <laughs> in the right? west of france i mean it's funny that people though like here in montreal when i say i'm from france they're like oh you're from paris and i like there is no paris actually so, do you think that paris is overrated like do you think it's worth visiting it is. No, it is for sure. It is overrated for French people because we've done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And But no, I mean, you have to do it once in your life. Like if you go to France, do Paris for sure. Like Yes, it is yeah. absolutely it. It, beautiful. No. It is. But beautiful. it is not like Emily in Paris. It isn't like it. I mean, don't look too many pictures of Paris on Pinterest or you'll just get depressed when you get there. But it yeah. is still beautiful. Yes. It is just like not what you think. You literally think that you have like the Eiffel Tower here, the Arc de Triomphe here, the Louvre here. No, it isn't that. Like you have to like yes. walk everywhere and take. Or the use metro. the metro. The metro. Yeah. Oh, is actually so fun. I think. Like. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so impressed, and like, lit- and like a week after, my mom was finally like, "Oh la la, okay, you can take the metro by yourself." And the- because, like, you know, as Americans, if you like take the metro in like New York City, yeah, my mom was like, "Finally, just go." <laughs> like experience it did you think like it was better done in france than in like in paris than in like new york because i think the metro in paris is really well done or maybe it's just me. no it, it i think it is and it's it is, right it was very clean i thought no it is like it's i mean there is like some lines that are a bit like sketchy yes but yeah i think it's really well done in paris like here in montreal i was expecting a good metro and it actually like you look online like your address and it will tell you 30 minute walk and you're like oh I'll take the metro then and it says like 30 minute metro and you're like why would I take the metro then it's as long as walking and it also like it doesn't bring you to like the place you want usually like it brings you like oh 10 minutes away or whatever so in Paris you will literally like put like the place you're coming like you are and where you Mm want to go and it will bring you to it no it really it really will there's stops everywhere Paris me manque I can't (laughs) no just all of France like even even the region you're from like the in the southeast is so so amazing would you say that like spaniards or like or the british or germans like would you do french people kind of get along with people like other people from those countries or like not really i mean we do until there is the european cup yeah oh yeah it was really funny because we were at the bar with all my friends and we were sure we were gonna win and whatever 
And there was like this little Swiss boy with his dad. And they were like the only Swiss people. And you could see they were happy when the Swiss like footballers were goaling or whatever. And the dad was like telling his son like, shh, shh, shh. <gasps> no. <laughs> Because oh, he was probably pauvre. scared that we would like get mad at him or whatever. But like. Oh, le pauvre garçon. Oh, yeah. that's, that's so sad. They're, like French people are really like, they will get into fights for like football. No, I mean, that's true. <laughs> And honestly, I, I feel like I could speak for anywhere in the world. <laughs> Like, oh, really? No, because like, trust me, don't go in the streets after a PSG OM match. Uh, it's oh. like the two biggest mm-hmm. like rivalries, clubs of oui. football in France. It's like Paris and Marseille, and they hate each other. So like Parisians hate um, people from Marseille? Like I mean, they just don't, they don't only in football? People. They just like, yeah, only for the football. Okay, okay. To end it all, I ask this question in every single interview. If you could tell somebody... One thing about your country, what would you tell? Like, let's say somebody knew nothing about France, didn't even know it existed. What would you tell them about France? No, but just like a fun fact about France that we're already proud of, really proud of is that it's the most visited country in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you just want to tell people, yeah, come visit? Exactly. It's the most visited country in the world. Uh, so it means it's cool. So come visit it, you know? Love it. Um, yeah. No, also a fun fact that we all always, that people always, like geography teachers love to tell us in France is that France is actually smaller than Texas, which is quite funny. That is kind of funny now that I think, I think about it. it. You know? Oh my God, wait, that's, whoa, whoa. Because right? my dad is actually from Texas. And yeah, like, yeah. I guess as Americans, it's like everything's bigger and better in Texas. Oh my God. Also another fun fact, the French eat 25,000 tons of snails each year. I mean, yeah. hey, if you like if you like snails, then that's paradise. Boom. Anyways, my cheeks are hurting because I've been smiling the whole time. Ambrine, merci beaucoup pour faire cette entrevue avec moi. Je l'apprécie. J'ai, j'ai appris beaucoup. Uh, yeah, just thank you so uh, much. Merci à toi. It was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy you had fun. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.